Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Um, now, on to, seriously, the biggest robbery I've ever seen, worst race ever, Rob, Roosters versus Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I jest, I jest. I thought the Roosters' first 20, they absolutely bashed us. It's funny, the, the, the toughest, the most physically demanding game I ever played was a semi-final against the Roosters. And I remember, it was, we're talking like Marco, Mealy, like all the big dogs, fullback Anthony Minicello, the half was Brayton Astar. Um, we went down there and it, it reminded me a lot of that game. So there must be – Trent Robertson – I know he wouldn't have been the coach then, but the Roosters must just have a thing with the Broncos. Uh, we went down there and I remember walking off at halftime and we were all looking at each other going, holy fuck, what the fuck just happened? Like they were so aggressive. Like Kay, Carmichael got jammed. Like Everyone was getting shot. We're all sitting around and you could just feel this kind of shell shock of like, holy shit, these guys are fucking going crazy. But then there was this like calm that came over us. He's like, there's Darren Lockyer, there's Justin Hodges. And we just knew our, our cream of the crop would just rise to the top, come out the second half. Your boy scores a try. We get in front. Uh, and then we go to the the pre uh, the next semi, which was against Melbourne Storm, that famous loss we had. Fuck me, dead. Just hot the ball. Um, <laughs> um Anyway, so it, it reminded me a lot of that. Like, you know, Broncos away down you, there. And you reckon they, Ricky Stewart holds on to things? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Roosters, I thought they were outstanding for the first 20 especially. I think that their middle 20 of their game needs a lot of work. We saw against Manly, they were very similar. Real heavy, um, heavy front load like their efforts. Um, Look, it's hard. The Roosters, they're definitely getting better. Like, they're definitely getting better. I'm just – and yet they, they probably should have – once they got out to that lead, they probably should have beaten the Broncos by a pretty substantial margin. I think the Broncos did really well to get back in it. But there was just some really crucial errors, like from just just poor, poor errors that haven't been in the game for a while for the Broncos. What did you, We'll speak about the Roosters first, Guru. What did you think about the Roosters? It's funny, at about the 20-minute mark, I, I wrote about three texts to you and then deleted them all sort of say, oh, it looks like the Roosters might be back. Then I was like, oh, he's probably in the hurt. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. He'll be happy to be potentially right, but devastated about his Broncos. I yeah. thought, ah, oh, it. Was a, it was I'll a, talk to him tomorrow. It was I'll a glass him. cage of emotion because I'm yeah. like, the Roosters are proving my point, but they're telling my team up. Yeah, and the first 20 minutes, they looked unreal. Um, I was very impressed with them early, but then, I don't know, after that, it was just more of the Roosters. I don't know. I'm still not convinced they're where they need to be. Mm. I I don't think, mate, I said about Brisbane two weeks ago in here that Brisbane are the team that I know what I'm going to get every week. I I fuck it. It's been the opposite yeah, since. It's probably been their two – is it fair to say their two worst performances? Outside of I think they had a bit of a lull in the middle of the year, I th- 
what I gather from it, I gather this is a young team that I think just got a bit comfortable. Mm. Like we're killing it. We can take it to the best teams. We had this big win. And so they've just gotten a bit comfortable and real, and just forgotten of how high the standards have to be each week to continue that. That's the feeling I get. And it's no knock. We're talking, it's a young, young as anything team. So the year is still a success. But I tell you what, let's just say they, they can actually dive out of the eight. That's the scary yeah. thing. They're sitting on 26 points, I think. If they lose two and the Raiders win three of the next four, so if we could fall out of it. Um, so very scary time for the Broncos. And the sad thing is, is if we do fall out of the eight, an incredible year that has turned the table of a, a great club turns into a disaster, yep. even though for most of the year we were a top four side. And so they need to be fucking real careful that they don't do that. You play Newcastle this week. I hope they. I mean, the problem is, is they. We don't want them to be too comfortable. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and just like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll be it's in a Newcastle. danger game. For exactly, because yeah. it's, it's almost like, oh, it's newy. Okay, yeah, we had some tough losses before. We'll turn it around. Uh, okay, let's talk about Broncos. Let's talk about Broncos quickly, and then we'll get onto the Roosters. I personally think changes need to be made. I think that Tessie New came back. His first two games were outstanding, incredible. Last two games for me have been probably similarish to kind of the. You're falling into some maybe old bad habits. I think some of his – I just think he, some of his line running needs a bit of work. Some of his decision-making at fullback – decision-making at fullback just needs a little bit of work. I still think he can be a fullback. I just don't know if he's ready for it yet. I would like to move uh, Tessie New to centre. Uh, Dean Mariner, he's, he's, he's been really solid, but he's a youngster. Put him back – you know, he's, he's – we all – like most people in their first year of first grade play two to three games. They go back, they learn their draft. I would like to see Tessie moved to centre. I would like Tomato Martin moved to fullback. And now some people say, well, Tomato Martin's not there next year, but Reese Walsh is coming next year. So a couple of weeks ago, we were saying Tessie knew could challenge Reese Walsh for a fullback position. I probably have to say now, after the past two games, that unfortunately I don't see that happening. I think Reese Walsh is much more suited to it. The only reason why I, th- I thought Tessie might challenge Reese is because those two games were the best games of his career. These last two games, unfortunately, he just hasn't looked as comfortable at fullback. Um, there's a couple other – Ezra Mam, I would be sitting down with Ezra Mam and I would be saying, Ezra, you've had an incredible year, but this is almost like if you if you play poorly again this game, we're probably going to have to bring someone like Tyson Gamble in at six. I'd give Ezra Mam one more crack. Um, he, he's had an incredible year, but I, I definitely consider bringing Gamble in if, ne- if next game he doesn't, you know – play well um who else is there that i was going to make some changes um yeah uh, uh, there would be there's some other changes that i can't really think of at the moment um cory jensen's not getting as much time i don't think i thought he was one of our best when we're on that run cory jensen was incredible for us so i think that we need to get him some more time some shining lights have been hassan flegler i think they've been outstanding i think our bench hasn't had as much impact as it had started the year uh, so maybe you need to look at that. But they're the key changes I would probably make for the next round. What do you reckon, Guru? That's a lot. Um, I, I don't disagree with any of it. Um, Queensland is picking and sticking, mate. Please. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Talk about holding on to things. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting with testing you what happens. From what I've, uh, I've heard that Mariner isn't going to be playing this week. Okay. Sounds like Branko might come in for him. That's another option. Brenko's been Branko's a solid option. But, um, yeah, I, I don't mind 
the option of moving Tessie out of fullback, but I would like to keep him in the team somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't mind your shout of playing him at centre. Well, that's where he was playing a bit last year. Yeah. And I think he'd be a good centre. Because yeah. the, the problem the Broncos face is like Tessie News ball running is absolutely better than Tessie, uh, than Tomato Martins. But his ball playing isn't, you know, Tomato Martins is silky, silky ball playing. So the Broncos have to face the, the hard t- question of like, do we want our fullback to make us a lot of metres or do we want our fullback to be silky? And it's just a, a few little things like every time Tessie gets, not every time, but a lot of the time when Tessie gets a ball at the back, he's reaching like that. And if it happens enough, you've got to change your line because clearly Reynolds likes to play up flat with that. And he's so used to say like a Cody Walker at the back that played really flat and was real good at his, his pacing. And, and so and you can see it frustrates Reynolds. Yeah, 100%. Times, yeah. It, get, it gets frustrating for Reynolds because that's what he's used to, and whereas Tessie is used to being a much deeper sweeping player. Um, and Brisbane are also in the position where, like, let's say they do want to go down the Tamari route where, all right, yardage won't be as good, the metres out of his own end won't help. You've got Cobbo and Oates, who are two of the best yardage players, wingers in the competition there, so you don't really need it out of your fullback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, and even even some like little things like like just overcalling sometimes where they go down a short side where nothing was on. Um, sometimes like he would skip across too much instead of just straighten up and his run and just going hard um, when it comes to like kick returns or whatever. So I'm a huge fan of Tessie. Please do not mistake this with me saying that Tessie can never be the fullback. That's not it at all. I just think he might need a little bit longer, another preseason under his belt. These things take time. We have to remember the kid is what twenty years old. Mm. He's young as anything. He's young. 2021. 20, I reckon you put him in the center. We know we know he's tough. He's 20? Fuck me. So young. We know he's tough as anything. We know he, he's fit as anything. And he's a good he's a good strong body. So get him at center. Get him some ball. I, I think he'd go really well at center. Then regroup in the preseason. Get him alternating with Reese Walsh at fullback. And then you go from there. Because he's he's given us proof that he can play some <coughs> real high quality fullback footy. Um I think it was pretty obvious the other night too that when you come up against a good seven that Tessie can get caught out defensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, like you, you could just see Sam Walker. He was just zoning the entire time. He didn't care what tackle it was. Yeah. He saw him out of position. He's he was taking him on. And I thought Tessie got lucky a couple of times where Walker overkicked, uh, overcooked it mm. by a metre or two and, and it went dead and it was a bit of a get out of jail. But the reality is you're four weeks away from finals footy. You're going to be playing a good halfback every single week. Yep. And that's something that they, they'll start to take note of. For sure. So I, I, I totally agree. Tessie he needs to stay on the side he's proven it it's just I think Tomato Martin may be better at the the fullback position when it comes to silky hands and positioning um, a very a very minor one but it's around the rotations there uh, Corey Jensen who we spoke about a lot earlier in the year was in that starting role and doing a fantastic job Brisbane were winning a lot of games of footy now Tommy Flegler who we're his biggest fans on this podcast uh, has been starting why do you think they made the change there to start Tommy? Because they've started quite slowly the last two weeks, the Roosters, mm. uh, and Jensen's gone to the bench. I, I don't know why they flipped that around. I think Flegler just was playing such fucking good footy. But, but, uh, yeah, but Flegler off the bench, coming onto a more tiring defence, he's got a bit of footwork for a big boy. He's got a fantastic offload, which has caused so much damage this year for the Bronx. Uh, I liked him off the bench. You can still play in the same minutes, yeah, just no, in no, a different rotation. I agree with you, and that's why I said Corey Jensen needs mm. more minutes. Like... I, I just think that Jensen's really good at that first 20 just to take the brunt of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I agree. Flegler off the bench was just out. We were bringing on a top, top-tier front rower, like a top-tier front rower. So the tough thing is, is is Carrigan has kind of thrown a lot out of whack because mm. he's injured. Yeah. And he, he cleans a lot of shit up, a lot of shit up. Well, well I, I sort of felt like your best 20 minutes the other night was when Flegler came back from his HIA. <coughs> mm. You finally started oh, yeah. to get some yardage there. I think the other one that 
I, th- I think he's so talented. He's not getting much time either. Is um Palacio? Look, he he came on and and he just he had a few little lapses where I was like. He just didn't seem to be concentrating as much as he did because okay. at the start of the year, he was amazing. Like oh, there amazing. was that period where Payne Haas was out and he came in and played pretty big well minutes, and yep. he, I thought he did really well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Corey Jensen, like he, Corey Jensen, still played forty five minutes on the weekend. Mm. But I, I'd be starting with him. Yeah, you just start him just to just to lock that forward. Like not to say that Flegler is a poor defender at all. But he's just an imp- he's so impactful off the bench, so impactful. And the other one you've got Dubak. Likely this week could be next week is Rabadi. Does he come back yeah. onto your bench? Or? Oh, sorry, that's the other change I would make. Um, <coughs> Hosking's got to be in the side, and I'd move Ricky to the bench. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, yeah. I just think like Hosking just off, was offering so so much. I think Ricky, I think he might be better as an impact player. I just don't know whether I think sometimes he gets a bit fatigued as an eighty-minute edge back mm. rower. Um, and again, Ricky is still so young. So I mean, Hosking's young as well. But I don't know. It just seemed that we had more oomph off the, off the edge with Hosking's there. Um, I'd give Ricky some time on the bench and just say, mate, go on and rip and tear for 20 minutes. And then we'll bring you off and then we'll bring you back on. Play, play that Helam Lukey role off the bench yep. on the edge. Because there's there's not a lot of clubs who don't have 80-minute back rowers. Mm. Um, then the Cowboys and Peyton was probably one of very few to, to bring it back an edge back row off the bench and bring him on and, and he yep. did it so successfully with Lukey and mm. you're right maybe Ricky can be that same sort of X factor off the bench <clears throat> oh, yeah, I think with Jordan Ricky that because he's come in with so much hype and everything like we do forget he's in his third or fourth year of rugby league mm. like I, I remember talking to his assistant uh, to his coach in reserve grade Rowan Smith three years ago and said oh who have you got at the Devils that's good and he said oh this kid's really good but he is very raw yeah and he said to me at the time I'm worried about bringing him into this Broncos system because you were going like a busted at the time because yep. he will end up playing this huge minutes all of a sudden and he's mm. probably not ready for it and just so he's a union player yep yeah um, yeah so like Ricky's had some really good games especially I think his last game not the Roosters one before when um, but yeah, I don't know. Hoskins, I just felt he was really good. Another th- thing I would say, um, you know, I do think that our senior players in uh, Catewell and Reynolds probably need to be a little bit, be a little bit better. Mm. I think Catewell's missed quite a few tackles, um, and Reynolds' kicking game has been nowhere near as good as what we've seen. So it's not just the young fellas that are struggling. I think it's, you know, you go as far to say nearly 17 blokes haven't been playing as well as they were early this year. You know, maybe the only exception is like a Haas and Flegler, but Flegler probably suits off the bench at the moment better for us. Um, I think it also shows you how important Carrigan is to the side, like far out, super, super important. Um, so, yeah. Did Kobe Hetherington get injured? Like he, he played 35 minutes. Didn't mm. I, I See, I would start if on a full-strength Bronco side <laughs> – I would start Haas and Carrigan in the front row and Kobe would be my starting 13. Um, I really like him long, longer minutes. I just yeah. think he, he offers a lot of speed around the ruck, good ball playing, great defence, really fit. So he, he came off in the 17th minute. Mm. He returned in the 50th and came off in the 64th. So he went off in the 17th minute with a HIA? Yeah. But the 60th minute, it, it just says normal interchange. So I don't know if he was injured or if it was because he's... But it, the official HIA was in the 17th minute. Yeah, okay, you just right. Sometimes you just don't know with interchange. It could be injury. Yeah, know. yeah. It could be he's, he's nursing an injury. Um, so, yeah, the Broncos, for sure, um, they better turn around and turn around quick because, unfortunately, it can go from an incredible dreamlike year to a disaster in four matches. Could you imagine? 
Could you yeah. imagine how devastating that is for the boys that have worked so hard? They've worked their asses off and they deserve all the praise they can get. But the same people that have been praising the Broncos will be riding them to death if they miss the eight. So I believe in them. I think they can turn around for sure. A few little tweaks here and there. Um, you know, I think I think Reese Walsh is, is a godsend now. Like when you see, okay, we're losing to Marte Martin. Maybe Tessie's a little bit away from, you know, his full potential at fullback. Reese Walsh at the back there, I think he'd be great. So Obviously, we've spoken the last two, few weeks about those two. Who's going to play fullback? Are we getting close to considering Selwyn? Or not yet? Nah, not yet. Even Selwyn was a little bit quiet even on the weekend. Mm. I, he's still got a ways to go, in my opinion. He's still got a ways to go. I, I want to see a good year or full year, two years of first grade footy before we move him back to fullback. Selwyn go on the World Cup tour? I would have said, I'm just a bit, like, I just want to see a few games out of him since coming back from the headlocks. Yeah, okay. Um, but with his incredible future, I probably would bring him in the squad. Just, I just think that Suwali'i and uh, Cobo, like they're long-term, you know, superstars in the. Get them in early. Get them in the systems early. Um, Can't you just see those two scoring three tries each against the oh, France mate. or uh, far out? Absolutely three. fucking three, yeah. it to Three would be conservative. Yeah. Um, so yes, I've, I, and another senior player like Corey Oates probably had one of his poorer games. He had he made like three or four errors. Yeah. So it's not just the young guys that are struggling; it's the squad as a whole. And I just as as far as, as I said, I just think they're getting a little. They got a little bit comfortable. It's it's normal. Even in when I played in two thousand eight, we had guys like Darren Lockyer, Hodges, all these boys, Mickey Innes. We got comfortable towards the end of the year. So it, it happens to every squad. It's just it's the ones that are the tippity top that, you know. Don't get comfortable. Um, it's not panic stations yet. No. If you don't 13 plus the Knights this weekend, then it'll be like, all right, something needs to change. Yeah. You know, oh, it, yeah. Like watching the, the Knights play on the weekend, we should we should beat them by 13 plus. Yeah. Um, Saturday night under lights at Suncorp. We should, be, we should be a really good, strong win and our completion rate should be high, seriously. Um, so, yeah, really, really disappointing. Now, on to the Roosters. Uh, so hard because there was... There was patches of like, wow, this Roosters side is here to play. And then the other patches where you're going, what? Like error after error after error. Um, I think they actually actually ended up having a worse completion rate than the Broncos. Um, but I know I say it every week. I still think... <laughs> way worse. Yeah. way yeah. Worse. 66% to 81%. That's why I was so disappointing with the Broncos' loss because they couldn't... put get points they just kept making crucial errors at crucial times but yeah the roosters had terrible completion rate and they still won and so it's like the manly situation where i'm like they still found a way they still found a way and they had showed signs of great great footy um what do you reckon about the roosters guru before we get to the roosters just victor radley oh yeah i love it is he sweet (laughs) loves it he loves it i love it i was just sitting there watching it going i cannot believe this guy's never going to play origin yeah, it's devastating. It is devastating. Selfishly, it's so devastating. Him in a Blues jersey would be fucking incredible. He, what about when he when he copped the first hit and he's, he was bent over and it looked like someone was pouring blood out of a cup. I know. Out of his <laughs> head. It was... It was one of the most, like, gushing cuts I've ever, cuts I've ever seen. And, like, he spoke after the game and they were like, you're all right. And he just sort of went, oh, it's like a drug. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a madman. like you've been in a car accident. Crazy. Went back on there. You know what's funny is like the Dale Finucane situation, like the tackle on Corey Oates was a head clash. So it's like we're so inconsistent yeah. because we, the head clashes, uh, at least two to three head clashes happened on the weekend. Uh, George Burgess, when his eye against the Sharks, there was a head clash. Like 
Anyway, sorry to derail. Like, whilst we, you know, we talk about Radley, how tough he is and all this stuff, like the ball that he threw to Teddy in the for the first try. Silky as anything. Like, I, I know there's guys like Cam Murray and Azayo that have obviously jumped, jumped ahead of Victor Radley, but fuck, don't forget about him as a mm. 13. Once he puts it all, all together again, he's so talented. He's the best ball-playing 13. Not the best 13, I don't think, but his ball-playing is the best in the comp, mm. I, I reckon. Timmy, what do you reckon of the Roosters? Yeah, round 21, a week 21 of roaming Joey watch. Yep. <laughs> that Angus Crichton try, there's a really, there was a really good angle, I should say, from behind the line of that unfolding. And Joey Manu went to the left side, was playing as that roaming sort of fullback. Manu was running one line, Teddy was out the back running another line, and then Crichton was running short. And Crichton ended up being the one who scored the try just because the defensive line are going, who the hell do we go for yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just been this constant conversation of, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen. If the Roosters can make it work with all these attacking guns, like, dear Lord, they could be anything. This was the first moment that I was like, that was just poetry in motion. Yeah. Hmm. I, I was terrified watching it. And yeah. um, so, again, can they get it all going and in sync before the finals come out? I don't know, but that was – I just – I loved watching it as a footy Yeah, fan. it's they have the like it's right there. Oh. It's at the it's at the fingertips. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking right there. It just like their completion rate was so poor. I just yeah. How scary are those sets where they play hallway footy and Suwali Suwali goes, then Marty goes from dummy half, then Teddy goes from dummy half, oh. Manu goes. You can't man. stop it. All of a sudden they've made sixty meters. Yeah, it's it's honestly and they and have, they haven't gone more than two meters wide. Like and that's why like. If they just they could do that nearly every set, it just got to complete, and you'd be you, by by the time you hit the 60th minute, you'd be so fatigued as a Broncos forward mm. that the points would just pour. They would pour on, but they just kept killing well, themselves. Kempi, it's that it's that Penrith game plan, isn't it? That you talk mm. about with with their back three and their yardage that has been so successful for them, and you, you you've raved on about it for all season about how then. The pack get their rest coming out of their own end. Yeah. So then when they're in defensive line after the kick, they're just flying off the line. Mm. Now the Roosters, that has to be their blueprint, doesn't it? Because sure. we know they can score points. Yeah. Um, they're obviously a far more flamboyant side than what Penrith are in the way they play. Like they're quite different, but that. And then you throw in the fact that Lindsay Collins, you know, we don't know exactly how long he'll be out for with the concussions, but, you know, hopefully back within the next few weeks. Mm. Um, Takiaho back in as well this week. Mm. So they've got some big boys coming back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there were sets there where Adam Reynolds would kick deep and I felt like saying to the Roosters front row, just stay where you are. Yeah. They're going to get to you before you're going to get to them. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just chill. Stay, like a back line with Tupo, <laughs> Suwali'i, Manu, Momoroski's no slouch mm. and obviously Tedesco. It's almost like the best back line, best running back line in the comp. Like I would, Taylor May, versus, Taylor May and To'o versus Suwali and Tupo, like... That's a fucking good competition. And, you know, you'd probably go to Tupo right now. You'd probably go Tupo Suatli. Um, so, mate, they just, it's right there. They just, the completions, that's it. And that's that's the thing with the, with the Roosters back five or whatever it is like. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah, 
if you want to hit up, you've got to go in and fight for one. Because yeah. yeah. if, you know, if Teddy takes it on first, he'll want it on third again. Yeah, no. <clears throat> it's just, yeah, they've just, they've got this crazy setup. It's just, I think, taking Robbo a bit of time to find out, like, what, what works? Like, how mm. can we get this to work? And I think that they're finding it. I really do think they're finding and, it. And, like, you know, I, I've been pretty off the roosters and their – but, like, it hasn't been easy for them. Bradley's missed a heap of weeks. Kiri's been in and out. Mm. Like, Teddy had to go away and play Origin. Walker's so. 19 years old. Mm. In his second year, you know, like, I, I, I say it all the time, but I also think James Tedesco, like, he had to play three positions last year. Literally. And then all of a sudden now he's just got to go back to a normal fullback. And look role. at the form he's hitting. Yeah. And then no. you've got to fit Connor Watson in somewhere. Like, it's it's tough. It's, it's interesting because, like, Robbo's carrying, like, th- arguably three small blokes on the bench. So I, that's where I, I think he really is beginning to discover what he, his team needs in regards to, like, three small blokes. Well, that means we just want to be fucking super fast through the middle, win the ruck with quick play the balls. Um yeah, I, I think the Roosters are going to be a scary side. You know, we've still got four weeks of the season to go. There's four weeks for them to, f- to figure this out. I wouldn't want to play them week one of the finals. Shout out as well to Sammy Walker's goal kicking, which was so really better. poor early yep. in the year. He's obviously worked at that so hard, getting significantly better every single week. Now, oh, which mate. We don't, I mean, don't need to sort of exaggerate how important that's going to be come finals time. Not even then, like... They're battling to make the eight, so mm. huge for them. Yeah, I was watching them on the weekend. I think it's pretty evident that um, Suwali, he's obviously been told to hold his width mm. on all their plays. Is there a world where you start to consider moving him over to left centre, give them more strike there, and then bring one of these other guys to play on the right um, wing? I just think he offers so much with those carries off the wing uh, and also mm, the crossfield yeah. kick. I just think he yeah. offers so much. You just... I keep him there. He's so honestly, he is so important to their set. Like, imagine the Roosters right now without Suwali. Like, mm. they would get nowhere near the set dominance. They I know get. we said it last week, but imagine South Sydney with him. Oh yeah, South Sydney with him would be fucking amazing. Let, 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 let's say they do end up in a you know a big finals clash with Penrith, or whatever. You know, you'd give the ascendancy to Penrith. They'd be going in as pretty firm favourites. But you speak of those wingers and the height advantage that Suwali and Tupa are going to have over May and Toto. Mm. You know, if it turns into that real finals grind, maybe there's some wet weather. Those crossfield kicks could have a huge say in the result. Massive say in the result. So like Suwali and Tupo, they just that's a scary, scary wing combination. Like I can't. Usually a team has one of them and you're going, fuck, watch out for such and such. Watch it. They've got two of them and they're huge, huge frames, super athletic. So I think the Roosters, although, you know, 40 minutes of this game, they are really poor. If they can just sort their completion rate out, they're a scary team. They're real scary. Nat Butcher, I thought, had the best game of his career on the weekend. I thought he was really good. Angus Crichton is hitting good form. Angus Crichton, can you please check, Matty? But Angus Crichton's still yet to be signed for next year. Is that correct? Yep. Mm. What is going on there? Surely, like, are the Roosters trying to move people on? Like, what's going on? How Angus Crichton hasn't signed anywhere? Like, they, he must be being told by the Roosters, we're, gonna, we're freeing up space, we're freeing up space, and the Roosters must be struggling to free it up. Like, what else could it be? I hope it's not the World Cup, the Union World Cup. But wouldn't he already signed? Like, the Roosters are ruthless. If they found mm-hmm. out that he was playing them against the Union... They would just – they'd cut him straight oh, sure. away. But as you said, what else could it be? That's the only thing that I can sort of think well, of. It doesn't – Yeah, I think I think personally it's literally he wants to stay, but they just don't have cap space. Don't have it, yeah. Because wasn't there an article saying they couldn't register his contract earlier in the year? So, like, mm. 
like, but then you look at that squad and you're like, who are they moving on? Doesn't doesn't look like anyone's not happy. Doesn't look like anyone's, you know, on the outer. It's yeah. a weird one because it's still in our Google Drive. I have a post: Angus Crichton resigns, and that was last November. He was about to resign, mm-hmm. and then dead silence. And then that article come out two or three months ago. So it's a weird one. It's bizarre. I, that's why I, I genuinely believe the Roosters are saying like. Just give us time. Give us time. We'll find that we're going to find somewhere in the cap to be able to squeeze you in. But the fact that it hasn't happened already, like there must be, I mean, I can only assume there must be some players going like, no, like, or not that they aren't willing to leave, but no, the club is willing to pick up the tab. Could, could they maybe now be just waiting to see what happens with Matt Lodge to see if it's a good fit, whether they... Oh, but this was already happening before Lodge got Oh, for there. sure. But I wonder if now, if, if maybe that that is playing a role on it yeah, now. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe it's I mean, a Lodge left one. the Warriors what six weeks ago now. Mm. Like the the Chooks might have known since before then that they were going to have him. It's it's just interesting because Crichton is placing so much trust in the Roosters because they could just turn around and go, "Sorry, mate, your contract's what your contract is. This is all we can afford." And then Crichton's left without a. Mm. So it's almost like it's just a strange. I mean, fair fair play to Crichton. A good if the Roosters. You know, and him come to a deal, then I that I love to see that. It shows trust between a player and a club that we do not see anymore. Um, but the scary situation is if that you know that could get broken. Yeah, um, oh, I think that, and we've spoken about it before on here that the Roosters have done a lot for Angus as far as his charity and everything. So I think there would be a good trust there. Yeah, for sure. But like, trust goes as far as the circumstances allows it mm. to. You know, there could be a world where they just can't move anyone on, and so the Roosters although said they were going to, they can't. So they're not necessarily liars. They're just like, bro, we literally cannot. And then Crichton's sitting there going, I don't even have a club next year. I'm going to take under somewhere else. Uh, again, that, this is worst case scenario, worst case scenario. But I agree with you. I think, the, I think that the Roosters, if they found out he was you know, wanting to sign somewhere else, he'd be already gone. He'd be already gone. That's how ruthless the Roosters are. I mean, we've seen it so many times. So... The Roosters are also really loyal as well. When it comes to when they have a player that they feel they can trust, they're super, super loyal. Um, not trust, sorry. A player that they is is playing really good footy and they they can get along with. They seem to be really, really loyal. So interesting times at the Roosters. But again, I would not want to be playing them week one of the finals because, as you said, when you watch them do pull, pull these plays off, you're going, "That's a scary side." Like, how do you defend that? Yeah. Um, have they maybe been waiting to see how Luke Curie returns from his injury? And But this has been going on for like, he was going to sign last year. Oh, for sure. But I mean, Luke Curie did an ACL, what, the start of last year. He's mm. always had the head knocks that have always been floating around as well. I don't know. It just seems so strange that it has taken this long. There must be a reason for it. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I, I, I'm, I give Roosters a benefit of the doubt of simply, they're just trying to manage their cap. Like, rather than... Yeah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Because I could be, but didn't this happen last time as well? That he was like years ago. There was rumours about him going to Union, and and it took ages for the Roosters. Because I remember doing a similar thing years ago, having a post ready, and then it took forever for him mm. to sort out that contract. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Hopefully they can keep him because I, you know, he's a victim of his own consistency. Like he doesn't get raps anymore, yep. but he's always playing good footy. And when he, when he has like a, a quiet game, it's still a solid game by anyone's standard. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.